Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? I am Rowan Kachewski. I'm going to be your host today for the Classic Holdup. Uh, I'm a film and media major, a third year senior. I'm an avid RPG fan, which we will figure out in a little bit with our topic. And I'm a huge fan of audio. I work in audio and I love it. But today, I have a very special guest with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there. My name is Sophie Shirley. I am also a third year senior with a hankering for audio, if you may say. And I'm just really happy to be here. I love to have you here. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy VI, which released in 1994, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Old school. Oh. <laughs> For me, at least. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of this podcast. Like, a lot of it's going to be yeah. a little bit old school. But that that's good. I mean... This game, like I said, has been critically acclaimed by multiple awards, but some of you may know it by a different name. In North America, when it was originally released, it was Final Fantasy III, which made it a little weird going to Final Fantasy VII because that was released normally. A lot of games released in North America were weird until they kind of got on the same plane as uh, the Japanese release. But for this game specifically... It did a lot of things differently than what past games had done. And I think that's why it has been so highly recommended to a bunch of people and why everybody says that they love this game. For starters, the setting of Final Fantasy is what it usually is. It's very fantasy. So you have knights in armor, uh, dragons, and different types of monsters fighting uh, in castles. This one was mainly set in a steampunk era, which we have seen throughout the future releases. Like You see a lot more of these uh, technological uh, constructs and flying machines and airships and everything. So, But it also made it more mature. It discussed things like teen pregnancy was one of the conversations. I just saw that on the Wikipedia and as someone who is... Familiar a lot with the soundtrack, um, not as much so with the actual gameplay. Reading about that was a surprise to me to see stuff like that tackled in a video game, especially released when it was. Right. It also was the game to not be directed by Hironobu Sakauchi, who was originally directing the Final Fantasy games. It was instead directed by Yoshinori Kitase and Hiroyuki Ito. So... A lot of things have changed in this game specifically than in the past games, which usually is a very big risk. But Mm -hmm. I think based off the amount of copies sold, which is 2.5 million copies in Japan, which became one of the best-selling games of Japan and the U.S. in 1994, and has won multiple awards, including Best Role-Playing Game, Best Japanese Role-Playing Game, uh, and Best Music for a Cartridge-Based Game, 
their risk for changing stuff up has paid off immensely. It says a lot. Mm-hmm. And there have been a question in these past episodes of how would it be viewed now or how is it viewed now? And I think it specifically Final Fantasy 1 through 6 has been given a rise in popularity not only because of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the MMO that features a bunch of different aspects from all the games, and Final Fantasy VII with the, its remake, but Final Fantasy VI has also recently gotten a remake. It's gotten a pixel remake that has been released, I think, everywhere, but specifically I know it from Steam. Mm-hmm. So it's been released there. And just having friends recommend it to me constantly and having older gamers recommend it to me as like one of their favorite RPGs, which is saying a lot because there have been some really good RPGs made. And I know you've played a couple. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, even just looking at some of the RPGs maybe that I'm more familiar with their playstyle and seeing the longevity that seems to be a common theme among these bigger hit success RPG games. It really says something to Final Fantasy that they can take risks like this and have full kind of like switching the settings, switching up kind of their directing style, that there is still such longevity there where you see in other games like in the Zelda franchise or in the Pokemon franchise or in the Monster Hunter franchise that there's a ton of games in those titles. And for the most part, they stay pretty consistent to a very trademark sound and a very trademark style that typically doesn't vary too much between each other. But seeing things like Final Fantasy, like to your point where they said it was a big risk changing the Mm -hmm. directing style and trying out new things and to see that it has paid off and you have all of these different titles and all of these just raving reviews about the game and it still holds up to this day and it's been out for so long now that it really speaks to in the midst of how it stands up against RPGs just purely on a game level that it's really something to admire. Yeah, and speaking of reviews... Uh, it was one of the top-rated games for Final Fantasy alone, which there have been 15 games, mm-hmm. so that is saying a lot. Right. Uh, it was a 92 for the original on Metacritic and an 87 for the Pixel remake, but from looking at those reviews, though it is a small percentage drop, there is about, like, one or two, like, out of 100, like, maybe, like, a 70 or 80 percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them were very positive reviews and that's what i've seen across the board on these remakes is that it still brings in a hd coat of paint for these games but still keeps the core enjoyability of these games and i think final fantasy 6 as a present day game which is weird to say mm, from a game right. that was in 1994 uh has brought new aspects to the not new aspects but a new, like a new fan base to the game. Mm. And I think this is not only great for Final Fantasy VI, but great for the Final Fantasy franchise. Absolutely. Right. So with the recent release, I think it's easier to say like how the content will be viewed in the future mm-hmm. because we're already seeing this rise in uh, popularity again with the recent remakes. I know... Old Final Fantasy fans who have played the original are encouraging the younger crowd to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned Final Fantasy XIV uh, with the small aspects 
I don't want to say small aspects, but the nods to other games in that game, it brings a new, fresh light to what is being played. It's it's bringing those references to, hey, I remember that from this game, or I think that was in this game. I really want to go try it because it looks really cool. Uh, I think that's what Final Fantasy VI has brought to the table with these remakes. For the future, I do think it is going to be held as this what could happen if you take risks in your series. Mm -hmm. I think with it, like I said, changing its setting as well as its directors and just having just a general different field, you can see how its ripple effect of change has affected the franchise as a whole. And I'll even add to that with how looking at the whole franchise as a whole, that even though you get to see these nuances between certain titles, that there is still that underlying thematic concept that exists right. in the world and also in the music, where even though you have these really, really filled out lush albums of music to listen to, that the soundtrack still, if you hear it, you can usually pick out that's a Final Fantasy song from a soundtrack. Well, you might not be able to recognize it because, you know, Final Fantasy VI has 61 songs on its album. <laughs> right. That's a lot of work to do with 15 titles. Um they all kind of carry this general air to your point about it being a fantasy game of it encapsulates the feelings that it has. It kind of offers really immersive ways to go about thinking about how you would react in that game. And, you know, if you're just walking down the street listening to Final Fantasy, it's like one of those things where you can feel like you're in the world. And I know that's something that certain people resonate with more in certain other games. But to me, Final Fantasy has always had a staple sound to them, and it's very clear to hear it in all of the albums throughout all of the 15 games that they've got going for them. Right. And I think us being uh, audio-centric, I think we should talk about the soundtrack a little bit. Yeah. There have been so many covers and remakes in the fan in the, like the fan sphere of a lot of these games that much like the pixel remakes it brings like a new coat of paint to it mm -hmm. but i think the originals in the way that they have handled their soundtrack it's also just as different as the game mm -hmm. i know for a lot of like the past games like it was very not chiptune but it wasn't as in my opinion as orchestral right as like Final six Fantasy. yeah it's yeah. like six <laughs> six is very orchestral right and i think the way as we keep discussing the way that final fantasy six has set up a lot of the standards that we see now uh the way that the music like you said has its own staple i think came from six the setting and the general kind of like futuristic fantasy has mm -hmm. come from six uh, the way that the game is played, other than, you know, the recent remakes and live battle, but it's come from Six and how its stories handled. I think that's the most important thing. But I think for the soundtrack, if you haven't listened to it, there are some amazing songs on there. There's but, something for everyone. You know, if you like 17-minute <laughs> songs, oh, they've yeah. got you covered. They got that whole <laughs> dancing mat on there. But I... I really do think that the soundtrack just has its own contribution to the game that is very different than other games. Mm -hmm. It really, and this is something too that you can typically see in a lot of RPGs where you get a very thematic sound to a franchise and it helps kind of 
run as this like underlying current throughout the game to kind of keep you grounded in a in a specific theme where in Final Fantasy like we talked about it's it can be so diverse but it all is grounded in that same initial place right where even if we were in the medieval dragons and now we're in steampunk and you know we could be chiptune we could be orchestral it's still very true to the nature and the the mission that the game has is to be a true like role-playing game like it immerses you in it and it's something that you can observe very easily just by listening or clicking through a playlist um, of any of the game's music right and i think with a lot of other rpgs they kind of hold this same style and i think it's been bred both from final fantasy and other rpgs like dragon quest and uh even kingdom hearts Mm -hmm. but i think final fantasy sets itself apart by being that lead being that baseline that Mm -hmm. a bunch of other rpgs have kind of settled into and tried to replicate that voice Right, especially when you get to see the evolution of games like the Legend of Zelda series and how that game started versus the recent releases that they're doing where there's been such a big change evolutionary speaking from like the 8-bit chiptune that you get in those really, really early RPGs to now in these open world crazy adventure games that are very much like soaring through the sky and running around and, you know, fighting enemies um, that... Final Fantasy really feels like it's a groundwork game for things like that, that other games draw their inspiration from and say, this is how a soundtrack should be done in a way that sticks true to a theme, but also gives it that unique title to title variation, not just like a franchise static thing. Right. My name is Julian Stainback. My name is Ben Kirsch. My name is Chris Doubles. When I complete my degree, I want to become a news producer. I want to work somewhere in the film industry. I want to work for the UFC. My name is Julian Stainback. My name is Ben Kirsch. My name is Chris. And, and I, I am Comartsai. Start your journey at comartsai.msu.edu. discussed some rpgs that you've played in the past Mm -hmm. how do you think that is kind of related to your experience and knowledge of final fantasy 6 and like how has that influenced you yeah so again i'm a lot more familiar with the final fantasy sound itself just through forms it's very critically acclaimed um and getting to experience other games most recently for me is the legend of zelda breath of the wild um seeing how you get to 
compare and contrast the two of them, both in play style, both in soundtrack, um, and just based on overall user experience, where playing RPG games for me is something that I do what I need to feel accomplished, I'll say, um, where I can complete tasks, I can explore the world. It's not very, it's to me, they're not mindless games and I don't want to ever feel like I'm doing something just to do it. Um, I really like the sense of accomplishment that comes from RPGs just as a whole and whether that be through Legend of Zelda or in Final Fantasy, you know, there's a ton of opportunity to do a lot of whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And with the music, especially how that affects my perception of the game and how I'm fe- like, you can run around in a field being chased by a wild warthog in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> right. Or you can run around in a field being chased by a wild warthog with a nice orchestral chase music. Exactly. <laughs> and it's little things like that where it's so true and specific to RPGs, but it also really helps drive home the role-playing aspect of it. And that's what draws me to role-playing games so much, whether it be that or in Pokemon where it's the same thing where you get to go do something and you get to be accompanied by really great music that really immerses you in it. So whether it be through my experience in, for instance, Legend of Zelda or Pokemon, you get to see a lot of it just in title of the title. I know Monster Hunter is the very same way where that's a lot more (laughs) <laughs> I'd argue that it's a lot more similar to Final Fantasy in the sense that you do get to defeat monsters and beasts and stuff, and it kind of calls back to Final Fantasy's earlier titles with the medieval theme of them. Right. And still, it's just something that, while they're similar and while they hold similar concepts or genres, there's something so unique about them, thematically, musically, narratively, that just really draws you in. Yeah, the music of RPGs, in from my experience, has definitely been one of the staples of what makes or breaks a game. Absolutely. Because when you are being chased by a warthog in... Ben there done that. <laughs> ben there done that. In Breath of the Wild, if you still have that like calming, roaming music, it's very much feels out of place. It takes you out of the moment. Yeah. But then when you have this very uh, energetic orchestral piece where you feel like you're in a battle Mm -hmm. you get into it you're like oh okay i gotta fight this thing (laughs) or it might kill me right and that's what i felt with the final fantasy soundtrack where specifically final fantasy 6 where a lot of the pieces can be placed into like you said like walking around uh listening to it can be placed into real life and exploring that world by yourself not just in the game right and to that you know just on like a very surface level in the final fantasy 6 playlist we have 61 titles you get things that are named accordingly because it's a video game soundtrack but things like kids run through the city which is sounds exactly like what you would think that would sound like and if you were running through the city it fits very very well same thing with character themes where you see a character in a game that looks a certain way or acts a certain way or has certain motives and it's music that accompanies them very well that helps in my opinion a ton with the story building seeing things like Setzer's theme um, and Tara's theme it just kind of helps give a lot more of a well-rounded viewing and a well-rounded gameplay in my opinion of both these characters and then you get like the ambient things like running through the city or exploring a mansion it's like this is exactly what you would expect to sound or to hear 
essentially sound like if I were running through the city right. <laughs> as a kid. Kids run through the city. <laughs> and I think to that, my next question would be, how do you think Final Fantasy VI has influenced other soundtracks? So be- much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Where do I start? <laughs> right. I mean, like we talked about earlier, I feel like it's it's kind of the blueprint of a consistent thematic sound that stays with a franchise, not a title, mm-hmm. where you can vary it a ton. You can change the genre, you can change the director, you can change the composer, and you can get a ton of different styles, mm-hmm. but you don't lose the central driving force that is a genre or a themat- or a theme of the franchise. So, you know, you could have very orchestral stuff. You could have kind of very poppy, punky music. You could have very whimsical, violin-heavy music. You could have smooth jazz. But, I mean, it's something that is emulated a lot in other games. I've seen it a lot in Monster Hunter where you get this genre that is, for Monster Hunter's sake, it's an adventure. You're hunting monsters, believe it or not. And (laughs) you get to see that there's a ton of different titles in that franchise, and you still get that same sense of adventure and exploring that I really feel like Final Fantasy got to pioneer with their franchise. Right. And I think for a lot, like we had talked about, like running through uh, the streets, like kids running through the streets. Yeah. You said it was like very much what you expect if you were a kid running through the streets. Right. And I think, like you said, the blueprint that Final Fantasy has, Final Fantasy VI has made with those types of themes where it's like, this is your running theme. This mm-hmm. is the battle theme. This is what you expect in, you know, my gr- the greatest example is the uh, Mario water music right. in the first Mario where it was a waltz and people were just like, of course, it has to be a waltz. Right. You're not going to get smooth jazz under the ocean, you know? Right. It's going to be a waltz. <laughs> right. But I think what Final Fantasy does besides just uh, have these staples in kind of these thematic understandings of what certain themes should be you kind of mentioned it was the variety of soundtracks in the sense that they can do multiple styles Mm -hmm. and it still sounds like final fantasy right like it doesn't have to be like oh here is this theme this uh final fantasy theme as smooth jazz it's very much like here's an original song made by the final fantasy creators as smooth jazz and you're like I couldn't imagine anywhere else but a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. This, The way that they're able to have this staple in their music is astounding. And the way that it influences other games and its soundtracks. Like, I, we were listening to it a little bit before we started recording. And there were multiple times you were like, oh, this sounds like Undertale. Yeah. Or it sounds like such and such game mm-hmm. that it just... When you put it into words, I was just like, you know what? You're right. Like, Mm -hmm. I never really thought about that. But it was like recent RPGs. I'm very much just like, this makes sense to be influenced by this. They were the blueprint. They were the (laughs) blueprint. So I think much like the title suggests, we have to ask the question. Does the classic hold up? And I would like your opinion first. I mean... I feel like it's a pretty obvious yes here, in my opinion. <laughs> Just even now, hearing the soundtrack again for the first time in a while, it takes you back to this nostalgic era of my childhood oh. that, you know, you forget about things like this. And then hearing it again in a sense where 
it takes me back to sitting on the couch or sitting on the computer in the office chair playing these games while also not outdating itself where I could still listen to these songs and I could still walk down the street. I could run through the street as a kid, you know, <laughs> listening right. to kids running through the city. And I would still feel the exact same way that I do both as a child and now, if that makes sense, where I get those hints of nostalgia in there, but I don't sacrifice the modernity that is a lot of like the more kind of experimental music that's happening now in a lot of media. And then as we had mentioned, like, you are still get you're never gonna not get video games. Like there's so much stuff that comes out every every year, every month. And that, you know, RPGs need a soundtrack. And what better way to get a good, incredible, long lasting and iconic soundtrack than to listen to things like Final Fantasy, where they quite literally are a lot of the inspiration for a lot more modern RPG games. Right. Even that are still coming out maybe of old series. Or just brand new ones entirely. They get to look back and reference things like that. Exactly. And again, because we're just so fond of the soundtrack, we've mainly been focusing on that. Mm. But I think with the way that the story has held up over time. Absolutely. Like it doesn't, it takes risks in its story, but it's not like offensive how a lot of older stories have been where it's like this joke doesn't land or this Mm -hmm. story was a was a product of its time. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. I'll say it. Final <laughs> yep. Fantasy, it it holds up so well. Yeah. Narratively as well. It's incredible what they've managed to do. Right. So, of course, to answer the question, does the classic hold up? I would firmly say that Final Fantasy VI holds up. And even without this conversation, I think the fact that it has been continued to get remakes... Mm-hmm. In, says a lot. Says a lot for its ability to still influence... And draw in players. Mm-hmm. But now that we have solved that problem, I would like to thank you for joining me on this adventure. Thank you so much for having me. No it's, it's always a fun time. You know, anything for Final Fantasy. I mean, <laughs> anything <laughs> for video a, games. Right. <laughs> thank you all for listening to the classic Hold Up. Next time, I think we got a very special episode. You'll just have to wait and listen to see if that classic holds up. Find the classic holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89 FM.